0: Possible. If you have your Bibles today, I invite you to join me in the Gospel of Luke chapter one. If you have your Westover app, you can join me there as well. And I'm going to be sharing with you a a message, a teaching on entitled MVP. At the end of this message, this teaching today, we're going to invite our worship team to come back out. We're going to have a prayer moment and and a heart response. And I believe God's gonna to speak to some of us and God's gonna awaken something in us today and perhaps this is your day. What's an MVP? Of course we know, it's, it's the most valuable player. All the sports fans, all the sports fans, you know that. The, the MVP is the difference maker. It's the one that can tip the scale in winning a series and even winning a game and taking the championship. However, however, using the analogy of sports and the MVP, there are many believers that are following Jesus and they don't feel like they're the MVP. They feel like they have been overlooked, maybe not feel like God's drafted them for the great success and the, the great thing that they had anticipated, the great dream in life. I want you to know that God intends for us as followers of Jesus that we live a life that's meaningful to be the MVP. Your life is assigned a purpose. You're not a mistake. God has you, your life, who you are, and in your assignment, you're the MVP. I can't be the MVP in your game. In your life. Your cousin can't be. Your neighbor can't be. And somebody else cannot be. For you see, God did not get stuck with you. Some of us think that. Oh my goodness, who I am. I'm not as talented and I'm not as capable and I'm not as this. And we, we go through this whole litany of excuses and sometimes we awfulize who we are and how God's created us. Some of you some of you have been labeled as the uh-oh child. Yeah, you heard it growing up. Oh, that one was not planned. You know, we, we, we were having, but this is the surprise child. And then they will say, but we're glad they came along. You know, that's kind of a tagline on it. I want you to know that you were not unplanned by God. God did not get stuck with you. You are God's MVP. And in the story, the Christmas story, the birth of our Savior, we're going to look at. In the Bible, there are 184 verses that tell the story of the birth of our Savior. And in this story, the Christmas story, one young girl, a peasant, plucked from obscurity in a barren wasteland, somebody we would have never heard of, but God had an assignment for her. And in this assignment, she's God's MVP. I'm talking about Mary. If Mary was a contestant on Shark Tank, all the investors would say to her, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting my support and my investment in you, Mary. You just, you, you don't have a plan. You, you don't have high prospects and your resume is not that impressive. And first of off, God did not put a help wanted sign out for this assignment. He had selected her. And the Shark Tank investors would say, I'm out. But the Heavenly Father said, I'm in on this one. The Heavenly Father said, she's the one. And she steps out of the, out of the dust of antiquity, out of obscurity. And this one lady, Mary, accepts the assignment of God. She becomes God's MVP. And she changes the world. In Luke chapter number one, verse 26 and following, allow me to take us to scripture. And the Bible gives us this account. Verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, You're highly favored, the Lord is with you. Can I just take that last phrase, what the angel said to Mary, the Lord is with you? Here's what he was in effect saying, you're God's MVP in this assignment. No other lady, there's there's no queen, there's no palace God will look to, there's no royal lineage, God selected you. No one can do it better than you, Mary, because you're God's first choice. And I want to say to every one of us, you're God's first choice in you. God did not get stuck with you. And we, I think, learned from Mary some insights that speak to all of us today and fulfilling our role and our assignment. Let me share them with you. Number one I want you to know is you can always count on God. You can always count on God. You can always count on God. The Bible says in verse 28, the Lord is with you. That's what the angel said to to Mary. The Lord is with you. What is he saying? No one else is with you. No one one else is going to believe this story. The the man you're you're engaged to, he won't believe it. (laughs) Your mother and father won't believe it. Your cousins won't believe it. The, the, the physician in the town won't believe this. When, when this story gets out, no one's gonna believe it. But Mary, you need to know this. The Lord is with you. Here's what he's saying. When no one else will stand with you, God will stand with you. The Lord is with you. And that's a refrain that I have repeated so many times in ministry. Oh, it's the young adult who's gone through four years of 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 a degree and a degree path and been diligent, and and all of a sudden, something awakens in them. They they discover something they never saw in themselves, and they say, "I, I believe my career path is going to be this instead of that. I, I thought it was this when I got out of high school, but, but now three, four years later, I, I really am sensing this, but my degree is here, but I'm going here. And well, what should I do? And here's what I encourage. And the Lord is gonna be with you. If God's put that dream in your heart, the Lord is gonna be with you. I, we're, I've heard couples say, we're, we're thinking about starting an online business or we're thinking about going into business. I, 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 if I leave my job, I'm 10 years into it and I will, I will lose seniority, but I feel as we prayed about it, we really think it's the thing to do. Pastor, what do you think? Here's what I'll tell them. The Lord is with you. You can count on God. Now, there is a phrase that has died in my lifetime a colloquialism, an enigmatic phrase that we would just say. It's the phrase, you can bank on it. Have you noticed you don't hear that phrase anymore? Remember, we'd had conversation and to give people assurance and say, it's absolutely sure, you can't change it. It's You can count on it. We'd say, you can bank on it. We don't say that, why? Sociologists told us after the Great Recession and all the banks, And the banking industry in the America began to collapse. That phrase died from our vocabulary. Yeah. Remember, we thought they were too big to fail? They failed. (laughs) They were too big to fail, we said. You can bank on it. And guess what? They all had to be rescued. I want you to know God's too big to fail you. Yeah. You can bank on God. God's too wonderful to disappoint you. God is too forgiving for you to fear him. God is too good for you to walk away. God has something for you, he's worthy, God's awesome. You think God is giving out morsels of his grace and opportunity. God is giving out truckloads of his grace. God is still doing something in people's life and God says you are the MVP in the assignment he has for you. There's a phrase that's in our vocabulary right now. You're probably hearing it on the news and you're experiencing, it's called supply chain. Oh, that's that's not a phrase we had a a few years back, but now it's in our, our vocabulary. Oh, it's out of stock, the supply chain. I was listening to the news just this past week and there were two back-to-back reports and the first report said this. When you go out Christmas shopping this year, Christmas shoppers, some of the stuff you want, the prized item probably won't be there. They're gonna be out of stock. Don't go somewhere else. It's just not available and you're just gonna have to settle for something else because of supply chain. The very next article was this. Due to the economy and things going on right now, there are more porch pirates out there than ever before. And they're now following these delivery trucks up and down. And as soon as the delivery truck drops the package off at your house on your porch, as soon as it drives away, they pull up and they take it. Here it is. You're gonna go out shopping. You're not gonna get what you want. The one thing you're stuck with, some porch pirate is gonna take away from you. Now, isn't that good news, huh? Oh my goodness. Sometimes we feel like that in life. Sometimes we feel like, you know what? This thing is broken. I want you to know today, there is no supply chain issue with God. God has no one. God is still forgiving. God is still healing, God is still restoring, God is still encouraging, God is still giving hope, and God is still giving dreams. God has no supply chain issue with you. What you need from God, God can make available because you can always count on God. Number two I wanna share with you from the story is, God's favor, God's favor tips the scale, yes. God's favor, it always tips the scale in your behalf. The scripture says in verse 29 and 30 of Mary, it says, and Mary, when she heard this from the angel, was greatly troubled. Notice that, I'll come back to that. She was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. She was greatly troubled, but she found favor with God. Greatly troubled. I'm intrigued by that phrase, greatly troubled. So I began to do a little research on that, greatly troubled. Two words in our English Bible, but I discovered in the original language of the Bible, it's only one word. The New Testament is written in Greek. It's translated for us in our English Bible. And here it is, greatly troubled, but in the original language, there's one Greek word. Hmm. Interesting, I also discovered it's a Greek word used only one time in the Bible. It's not used any other time. No other time in the Bible does this one word ever occur. It's used here and here only. It's almost like the Holy Spirit picked a word and that had not been used in any of the biblical language before. When, For example, when the disciples were on the Sea of Galilee and, and there was a storm and Jesus came walking on the water and the Bible says they were terrified and they were exhausted and they were fearful. It's not that word. It's not the word the apostle Paul referred to when he says I'm perplexed and persecuted and I'm pressed from every side. I'm distressed and I'm full of anxiety. It's none of those words. It's a word that's separate from any other word that has been used in the Bible and it is only assigned to one moment with Mary and the Bible says she was greatly troubled. Have you ever gone through something that you had to pick new language to describe it? Yeah. You said I had a bad day. Then you have that one day that knocks the wind out of you. You said you've had a, you've had a series of unfortunate circumstances and then something comes, the news comes and something decimates you. It feels unbearable, it, it, it feels excruciating. And you can't use the former words you've ever described in this situation because this one situation seems more grave and more serious and, and, and more challenging than anything before. It appears that's what we have here. Yeah, sometimes we go through stuff and we have to pick up new phraseology. Remember back in February, the freeze in San Antonio? Okay, remember? Remember when we were without power, out water, and San Anto- Six million Texans were without power for for almost a week. We we had to create a new word for that, okay? And we called it snowed and you know uh, snowmagon. And everybody was coming up with new words that we had never had before. Just to fr- what we're saying is this: we've had bad times, but this is this is the worst that has ever happened. There are times it seems like life can deliver the worst. It seems like that we can go through things that seem excruciating. But we need to know that God's favor tips the scale. You see, whatever we tolerate, we cannot change. And some of us are tolerating things and we've normalized things in our life and God says, that was not my purpose for you. You've given it a, a phrase, that's just the way life goes. That's just the way it is. That's just, that's just who I am. I, I, I was born, I, I messed up. And you've normalized what God says is not normal for you and you have, you've taken yourself out of the game and God says, you're the MVP in this story. And you said, God, I can't, I fumbled it, I dropped the ball, I messed up. God, I don't see myself, I don't have the confidence. And we've normalized something and we're tolerating things that God says, I don't want you to tolerate. And then God comes along and he taps us on the shoulder and I found that God's tap on the shoulder is usually one of two things. Pain or boredom? Hmm. Do you find that? Has there been unusual pain in your life recently or this aching boredom? It's not God saying that you can't become and you're not his best. Perhaps it's God trying to get your attention. Now let me just share with you quickly while I'm camping on this. Just a, a few insights, if I can, from what we learned from Mary. The Bible says that Mary, he asked, he, she asked the angel, how can this be, I'm, I'm gonna give birth to a child? Now, let me just tell you something, angel, I know the science of this, okay? I'm not married, okay? We're an adult audience, let me, I, I'm a virgin, I know how this thing works and it's just not gonna happen. How can this be? You know, it tells me it's all right to question God. You can question God and it not be doubt. Sometimes our questioning of God is seeking clarity and seeking direction. It, uh, M- Mary is asking a, a legitimate question. How can this be? Seeing, seeing I know how the science works. And she says, I'm a virgin. I know how this works. You see, God will always take you a point where you need him. That's what, that was the whole purpose of the angel saying, Mary, you've got it. You've figured it out. The Lord is with you and God's favor is upon you and you have discovered it. You're gonna need God in this formula. You've discovered, you've, you've finally got onto this it's not somebody else. It's not gonna be your friend. It's not gonna be your, 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 your bestie. It's, it's, it's not gonna be this person. It's not gonna be, this is a situation. Mary, the only one that can help make this happen is God. You know, in life, facts can change, but favor alters everything. You can move from house A to house B and still be unhappy. The facts can change and your life not change. You can get from this job to that job. The facts change. The fact is you're no longer this and you're now working here. You no longer live here. Now you work. You can change the facts of your life and nothing change in your heart. Favor changes it. Favor changes it. You see, the favor of God alters, alters it. And we realize that in your problem, God has a miracle. In your problem... God has a miracle. We we're good at changing the facts. You know, if I could just get a if I could get a newer one, a better one, in a gated community, if I could get this, if I could get that, if I we we keep emassing things and trying to change the things around us, but something is missing. And here's what God is saying that in your problem there is a miracle. In your problem, there is the miracle. God brings enough of the disruption in our life to help us look for his miracle. We sang the song a while ago. He turns graves into gardens. Wasn't that good? He turns turmoil into peace. God turns ashes into joy. God takes you from the minor leagues to the major leagues. God takes us from failure into success. God takes us from emptiness into fullness. God takes us from tears into joy. He takes us from sorrow into song. God takes us from mistakes into miracles. You see, there is a miracle in your problem. And I I just feel this. I, I feel this to speak to somebody. Somebody, this is gonna resonate with you. God is going to send a problem solver in your life. God's going to send a problem solver. You say, I can't do it. I know I don't know how it's going to work. And I'm going to tell you, somebody's going to reach out to you. Somebody you don't know is going to contact you. You're going to stumble upon something that's going to become your problem solver. And that's that person God has sent your way. That's the open door of a miracle in your life. Look for God's problem solver. Thirdly, I share with you, your best door, your best door may be closed right now. Yeah, Mary, God's gonna do great things with you. It's gonna happen, it hasn't happened yet. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you're gonna be highly favored. But sometimes we feel like our best door hasn't opened yet and some of us were there. We don't feel like our best door has opened to us yet. It's coming. And here it was, Mary. Mary received the message. God's going to do something in your life. God's going to do something for you, but here's what it's going to require. For God to bring the best to you, there's something you've got to walk away from. Hmm. Is there something God's been telling you to walk away from? Is there something that all year long has been in the internal conversation of your heart and your spirit? And you know the tug, the nudge of the Holy Spirit, and God has been telling you to step out of that, but we can cling to it. But God, without this, without this, it, I don't know how I can do it. It's the only thing I have. I, I, I've i watched people cling. I, I've watched, I, I've watched that young lady, that young man, cling to an unhealthy uh, and relationship. And they say, "But, but if I don't, I don't know who else will come in my life." I'm, I'm praying for that spouse to come. I'm praying for that soulmate to come and. This is all I have. So they they cling to an unhealthy relationship because they don't believe God can bring something better. I speak to you today. The favor of God will tilt the scales. And sometimes God says, let go of this and watch the favor of God come in. Mary, greatly troubled. And the angel assured her, but you're highly favored. You know, things happen in favor that don't happen anywhere else. Things happen in God's favor that can't happen any other time. Doors open up. Empty hands are made full. God just, God just does things in the, under the auspices of his favor that don't happen any other season. And some of us, we've never really experienced the, the supernatural surprising favor of God a man in the church was sharing with me here recently. He said, Pastor, I, I, put in a, 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 I applied for a, a promotion in the company. I'm qualified. I prayed about it, I really thought it was gonna come. God had just put in my heart, it was my season, and I applied for it and I just knew it was going to happen and he said the news came from his superior, sorry, but you don't get the job. He said within one hour, within one hour of that, the phone rang. He picked up the phone. Yes, it was a former boss that was now working at another company. Called him by name and said, I have a job for you. Would you accept it? He said, Pastor, I took the job and I started with a 50% pay increase. And then a smile came on his face. He said, I don't know what it is." I said, it's the favor of God. It's the favor of God. He was clinging, God, this is the only way you can bless me is the, is the one that I see and the one I figured out. And then when it collapsed and it didn't work out, guess what he did? He watched the favor of God step in his life. God's favor can do things that you can't explain. God's favor steps in. God, God can bring his God can promote you in a day. God can do something in 24 hours you can't do over 24 months. I'm telling you, God can do some stuff. God can just do some stuff. The favor of God. Number three, I share with you God never fails. Oh, <laughs> I can't end this without just giving, putting, depositing this in your spirit right before we go into worship, right before we call the prayer team together. I just wanna put this in your spirit. God never fails. The Bible says in, in, in Luke one thirty here's how this story ends. The angel affirms that no word from God will ever fail. You can bank on that. No word from God will ever fail. Now the word from your mother-in-law can fail, the word from your boss can fail, the word from your company can fail, the word from a politician can fail, the word from the economist can fail, but no word from God will ever fail. You You can stand on it. You see, what God sustains, God ordains. You are God's MVP, and God is gonna stand by you, and God will never fail. You can trust God with everything. <clears throat> Here recently, had to fly out of town for some business for the church. Had a meeting at eight o'clock. I'm an early riser. Denise doesn't like that, okay? I get up four o'clock in the morning sometimes, sometimes even earlier, and she has rules for me until she wakes up. I have how I open cabinets and do things. There's a set of rules that I have to follow. Well, I got up early. I'm out of town. I said, I want some coffee and I'm gonna catch up on some email. So I got my phone out and I found a coffee house to go to. So I went in, ordered coffee, got a table, set my laptop down there. It was a bench in the side and it was private. Nice little place. And the aroma coffee, and then the aroma of coffee, wonderful. Oh, Yes. So I asked the lady at the counter, I said, can I please get the password for uh, the internet? I want to do email. She said, yes, pumpkin, everything in lowercase. I've got that. So I went over there to my computer, opened it up, found it. There was the website and I just typed in pumpkin. Wouldn't work. Okay, I, you know, maybe I misspelled it. So I do it again, pumpkin, didn't work, third time. Do I have the all caps on? She said, uh, "Everything in lowercase." No, it's in lowercase. It wouldn't get on. Thought, so what I, man? What am I doing wrong? So, just one table over, there's this college student. I could tell she had the college book out and the notes, and she's going. To, I said, "Ma'am, can you help me? Can you help me? How do you spell pumpkin? I want to make sure I'm doing this right." She spells it Well, that's the way I spell pumpkin, okay? I, I was thinking maybe I'm having a, a moment, you know, in the morning. My brain's not fun. Maybe I misspell it. I'm spelling it right. It's not working. So I'm going to go ask her again. So I went up to the counter, and she's making somebody else go. Ma'am, I got her attention. She looks back and said, I know you told me, but one more time. What is the, what is the password? She says, pumpkin, everything in lowercase. So I went back I've tried it three times, I'm spelling it right, I don't know what to do. I don't wanna look incompetent. So I asked the college student to help me again, okay? (laughs) Ma'am, could you help me? I don't know how to get on the internet. So she comes and she sits right there on the computer and she just types out, pumpkin everything. Lowercase. I tell this story to Denise, and Denise was not sympathetic towards me. Her word, duh. She said, pumpkin everything in lowercase. She said, No, I would have got a pumpkin everything in lowercase. But the moment I put everything in there, I could go on the World Wide Web. Yeah. I could visit sites. I could get to Amazon. You know, I could, if I wanted to, I could open up a Top Tick account or I could do, I could do anything I wanted to do right then. You know, I could just do anything. Once I put everything in there. And I got to thinking about it. It's kind of like the Lord. Mary had to put everything in. And when she did, the favor of God shined upon her and elevated her. And 2,000 years later, we call her blessed. She was God's MVP. You are God's MVP if you'll give God everything. Let me put it this way. If you want to be God's MVP, he needs to be your VIP. How's that? How's that? When God is your VIP, you become God's MVP. Give him everything. You'll never regret it. Give God everything. Is this the day to say, God, I give you everything? Not holding back. fails. Would you stand with me? And as you do, I'm going to invite the prayer team to move forward right now. And they're going to be positioned here. And we're going to go into a worship moment and if you if you need prayer if there's something that you're greatly troubled over if there's something that seems misaligned in your life If you would like to take this day and say, I want to make Jesus my Savior. I I want to turn my heart over to the Lord. I need to turn my business over to the Lord. I need to turn this hurt over to the Lord. I'm going to invite you to come forward and the prayer team is going to pray with you as we worship. As we worship. Father, right now, Holy Spirit, come into this house. God can just do a special work in our life and we're reminded God never fails.